0: Welcome to the Lab Rats Podcast. You are now entering the maze.
1: All right. Episode four.
0: You work out today? Nah, I had client meetings up until this point. Ooh. So, yeah, no, it's been busy. I was going to go to Rockbox. Mm. i don't know if i've mentioned that on here have you been doing that consistently we go like saturday mornings and then we are going to start trying to go like one other day during the week but uh, we just haven't had a chance yet is it always
1: the same or that is it like a different routine each time
0: no they switch it up so you typically do like It's a 50 minute workout and you typically do 30 minutes of like functional exercises and then 20 minutes of body
1: weight, like the first 30 minutes of body weight. Okay.
0: Body weight. They do use like dumbbells and kettlebells, um, TRX bands, and then they'll do 20 minutes of, um, punching and kicking the bag and combine that with like abs and it rotates every time. So you don't know if you're going to start on the bags or start on the functional fitness stuff. And then the functional fitness stuff is typically like a circuit. Of different exercises. I mean, it's hard. Like, at the end of it, you're just on the floor gasping for air. Just hitting, like, a a bag for even, like, two minutes
1: would, like, exhaust me.
0: Yeah, it does. Like, you don't realize how much energy that that actually takes out of you. Yeah. I mean, you're putting, like, all your force into it. Yeah, and they teach you how to do it right so you're not hurting your wrist. But it's it's fun because you're doing it with a group of people. And there's something about... Being able to, like, something about hitting a bag that makes you want to push more. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's easier to to keep pushing yourself. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I don't, do they
1: have those, like, is that just Charlotte locally, or is it, like, do they have them in different states, different cities?
0: I think it's Carolinas. They have them all around, like, Carolinas and South Carolina. So, I think it's just the Carolinas. But there's, I mean, there's other ones like it, like, Nine Round is one that I've seen. Uh, there's a couple other tko i think has a gym ufc that have like similar workouts uh what about yeah. you what'd you do
1: i took today off as well actually it's i've okay. hit, hit it for the last like 4 days and um i didn't get great sleep last night and i'm sore so it was a good day for recovery. I, I like to do like active recovery, do some, at least get out in the garage and do something, but I I didn't have time to do it today. So it is what it is, but um, okay. good recovery day. Yeah, you need but that. this. Yeah, this transitions uh, perfectly into our topic of fitness. And this is our first episode on fitness. So I'm kind of yeah. excited to dive yeah. into it. We're gonna talk specifically about CrossFit. And our fitness episodes are not gonna only be CrossFit. There'll be many different topics, but we're just gonna start off with CrossFit. That's what I do. And I know you you do that. How much how many CrossFit workouts do you do a week typically?
0: Yeah, it, it varies. I've gone through fluctuations of doing them consistently versus moving more to more body weight stuff. Um, but I've I mean I've done it a lot. Mm-hmm. So
1: we're going to start by giving just like a rundown for people who don't do CrossFit. I know all of our listeners aren't CrossFitters, so we're going to give a brief kind of history, a brief overview of what CrossFit is, why people choose CrossFit over other things, kind of how it started, just a a very broad background, just to give you an idea of what it is. And then we're going to get into kind of the one biggest controversial thing about CrossFit, and that is that... CrossFit is highly correlated to injuries and that, uh, you know, maybe older people shouldn't be doing CrossFit. You can only do CrossFit if you're in shape. So we're going to visit these topics and kind of see how it plays out. See what the actual research says on that. Yeah. So first, what is CrossFit? Um, broadly defined CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements performed at a high intensity. So it can be many different things. There is. It was originally founded in uh, two thousand. The year two thousand. It was established officially by Greg Glassman.
0: I didn't realize it was that old. Like I haven't. Yeah. Didn't hear about it until I think like two thousand thirteen. I think is when I first heard about it. So that's
1: really when it kind of started to take off. Um, there, the, the gyms or boxes is what we call them are affiliate owned, so anybody can start their own. And the number of affiliates, it was really in the mid two thousands. And is when that jump, that number jumped significantly. So now you see them all over the place. I mean, in any given city, there'll be multiple CrossFit boxes. So it's, it's really grown in the mid two thousands, but Greg Glassman started it officially in the year 2000 and he wrote a really good article, kind of summarizing CrossFit, summarizing fitness and health. And we'll post a link in our show notes because it's really good whether you have been in CrossFit for, you know, a short time or a long time or you've never heard of CrossFit. It's a really good article to read to give you kind of a a very good overview. So people in CrossFit, um, the reason they do it is because they believe that it makes you fitter than any other workout protocol or it makes you healthier than any other fitness protocol. And... The Greg Glassman in this article kind of breaks down. Um, he defines fitness and I'm going to kind of read his quote on this. Um, it's a little bit long, but it says uh, fitness is, des- is described here in hundred words, it's eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch and no sugar. So it starts off with nutrition. Keep intake levels that will support exercise, but not body fat practice, train Major lifts such as deadlifts, cleans, squats, presses, clean and jerks and snatch. Also master the basics of gymnastics with push-ups, dips, rope climbs, sit-ups, handstands, splits and holds. Also do biking, running, swimming and rowing hard and fast. Do this 5 to 6 days per week and mix these elements in as many combinations and patterns as creativity will allow. Routine is the enemy keep workouts short and intense, and also regularly learn and play new sports.
0: That's a good recap.
1: Very broad overview of fitness, looking at nutrition, looking at activity levels. So kind of in a nutshell, that's what CrossFit is. And in the article, he goes to break down essentially why, why this protocol will make you the healthiest and will make you the fittest. And he kind of breaks out three different fitness standards that CrossFit covers. So the first one is that CrossFit will improve your ability and 10 general physical skills, and I'll list those out as well. I think it's good to have a reference for what those are. So it's cardiovascular, endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. So if you think about kind of those 10 physical skills and think about a sport such as, uh, let's take soccer, for example, for in soccer, you're not going to be hitting on every one of those. You're for sure going to be hitting on stamina. You're going to be hitting on cardiovascular endurance, but, um, balance and power are not going to be as important in soccer. All and right. you could apply, take any, uh, take like powerlifting for example. Power is going to be very important with that one. Coordination is going to be important, but, um, cardiovascular endurance, maybe not as important, right? Balance accuracy, maybe not as important. So if you take any fitness protocol, any sport, almost none of them out there hit an all 10 of these, but CrossFit, you're going to potentially even a single workout. You're going to hit all 10 of these.
0: Yeah. And the point is really to keep the body guessing Yes. And like he said in that quote, routine is the enemy. You know, your muscles start getting used to a certain movement or uh, maybe you get proficient in just one of those things. But there are other areas of fitness and physical skills that you may miss. And so I think CrossFit does a good job at trying to cover all of those. And like you said, you may do that in a single workout. But you have the – and were you going to mention uh, what a watt is? Oh uh, yeah. So that's a good one. Uh, wand is, I mean, there's a
1: lot of terminology in CrossFit. Wand is workout of the day. That's what that stands for. Um, uh, the yeah, box is the gym, basically where the CrossFit equipment is. It's called a box instead of a gym. Um, those are the two most common terms I think that I throw around. RX is a common one. RX. Yeah. That's as prescribed. So there'll be a workout written for that. The, the wand is written up for the day. It's a, everybody does the same workout, but, um, and that's the RX that's as prescribed. But the good thing about CrossFit, the really cool thing is that it's scalable to anybody. So you could have a workout written up there, the wand, the workout of the day, the wand, and whether you're a 20 year old, um, college athlete or an 85 year old who's trying to overcome, uh, maybe a diabetic 85 year old. Both of those can do the same exact workout. They can just scale it differently to make it fit their needs. They can tailor it to their their needs. So that's one. uh, That's what I love that about CrossFit. It it can bring really anybody into the
0: sport. Yeah, and maybe we'll get into this later on, but you can also easily swap exercises in certain wads. So maybe you struggle with pull-ups and, you know, or, or maybe you have an injury that's preventing you from doing pull-ups, you can swap that with a different exercises that is less hard on that part of your body. So, and most of the workouts are like, uh, I, I don't know, we, let's give an example of a wad, Murph, yeah, let's, Murph is a yeah. common one that a lot of people have heard about. You run a mile, you do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then run another mile. Yeah, so that's a pretty intense one. That's very that's, intense. That's one that we
1: all do as a CrossFit community once a year, but that's an example of what a workout would look like. Um, it's usually much less scaled back than that on a, on a daily basis, but where you have, you know, you could have all, a, a random assortment of movements all mixed together. Yeah. You're not going to see like just running or just rowing. You could see a gymnastics movement with, a with running and with an Olympic lift all mixed together in one workout. Uh, so that kind of goes into the second fitness standard, which is that CrossFit also provides you just the ability to perform well at really any task imaginable. And that's both like uh, in in the gym itself or just in life. Like a life throws things at you that you may not be prepared for. It could be something as simple as like, I don't know, lifting a 20 pound box of paper at work over your head, or it could be something more like lifting a, lifting a car off your child, you know? Yeah, exactly. Something, I mean, something like actually life threatening though, it really prepares you for the day to day activities and events that are unforeseeable. So it prepares you for anything. And then the third standard is that it improves your competency in, all three energy systems. So this is kind of basics of, um, of fitness overall basic basics of sports is that our body uses energy and it's kind of divided into three different systems. So the first is anaerobic, a lactic system, and I'll just list all three. The second is anaerobic lactic and the third is aerobic. So you probably have heard these terms before and all energy that we exert can essentially be broken down into one of these three types of systems now anaerobic alactic is essentially very high powered activities that last 10 seconds or less so think a 50 meter sprint 50 yard sprint uh think a one rep max clean and jerk a one rep max squat so these are activities that are really quick short high powered and you're gonna be pretty fatigued afterwards uh, the second system's anaerobic lactic system which are a little bit longer in time and a little bit less power so moderately powered activities that last anywhere from like one to three minutes so this could be maybe a 400 meter run it could be maybe like doing 20 a set of like 20 push-ups something like that where it's moderate energy exertion, and it lasts one to three minutes. And then the third one is aerobic system, which is, you know, a marathon where you're running. You're not using a lot of energy, but you're doing it for a long period of time. So any type of really any type of running like 5k and beyond, rowing, swimming, biking, things like that are aerobics is using the aerobic system. So what's again, unique about CrossFit is that it hits on all three of these. If you think, like I said, about biking, rowing, running, most of your time is going to be in that aerobic phase, depending on what type you're doing. You could, it could be anaerobic if you're doing, if you're maybe a track and field, but if you're like a marathon runner, most of your time is going to be in that aerobic system and you could apply this to any sport where typically you're going to focus on one to two of these systems and kind of almost forget about that third one, whereas CrossFit, you're almost hitting all three of those in every workout and you're favoring all three pretty consistently. So the reason why CrossFit people think it's makes you fitter than any other sport is that it just covers so many different domains. Your body's always guessing and you can, like we said before, scale it to anybody's needs.
0: Yeah, that's a great overview. I think most gyms also try to build wads that cover all three of those systems i mean i think there are some people that typically like to focus on one of those things maybe if they're better but crossfit as a whole you're really covering all three of these areas yes exactly um so this is
1: this is the good side of crossfit now this is people who know crossfit this is kind of what they see this is why they do it but people who have heard about crossfit or don't know much about it they see the negatives of it, which is its association or perceived association with injuries. Um, so we dove into the actual research. There have been few studies done on this. It's like we said, a fairly new um, sport workout protocol. So it hasn't been heavily researched. But what did you find uh, with the injury rates related to CrossFit?
0: Yeah. I'll give a disclaimer. I went into this assuming that the CrossFit rate of injury was going to be a lot higher than other sports. Every time I go to a CrossFit gym, people are injured. Somebody's got a wrap on or you hear about somebody recovering from something. And so I went into it with the mindset like, yeah, okay, obviously like CrossFit has a higher rate of injury. The results surprised me. Now, I will give another disclaimer. Most of these studies are surveys. They haven't done an observational study where they took a thousand people, strictly monitored their CrossFit activities, made sure they were all doing the same thing, eating the same thing, and then monitoring their uh, rates of injury. They surveyed CrossFit, from CrossFit athletes from all across the world, like nutritional studies. At, at this point, this is really the best that we have to look at a big group of people doing something that is hard to strictly monitor so the first big study was done in 2013 it was published in the journal of strength and conditioning which is a peer-reviewed journal they put out a survey to crossfit athletes on like crossfit forums they only had 132 responses back for this one and 73 percent said that they have reported an injury during crossfit now that wasn't over a specific timeline. They just said, have you at some point obtained an injury during CrossFit? So it's pretty broad. And so 73% came back and said, yes, sometime during CrossFit, I've received an injury. That seems, that seems really high. And so I think that's when this, this idea kicked off about CrossFit being a dangerous sport. But when you actually look at like the hours of training versus like the rate of injury, it was interesting So the injury rate was about 3.1 per 1,000 hours of training. So that's one injury every 322 hours of training. So at five days a week, that's 64 weeks. So over over a year, receiving one injury. So that's kind of how it breaks down. That number did this study define injury? Because like you could
1: injure yourself and be back in the next day and be okay. Did did it specifically define what an injury is or not quite? Like were yeah. these injuries that required surgery, or was it
0: just like something that people had to take time off from? No, they they made them identify the type of injury. Let's see if I have it here. Yeah, I think I think they had them answer whether or not it required surgical intervention. Seven percent said they required surgical intervention. Seven seven percent of those seventy-three mm-hmm. percent required surgical intervention. And then I think the others had to take some time off and do some sort of therapy or scaling back before they were back at a hundred percent. Okay. But that that three point one rate of injury is actually pretty consistent with with other weightlifting, with run with endurance exercises, with uh other sports. It was not it was pretty much in the middle. Now that's a small sample size. It's only 132 people, but they did another study that concluded actually in 2018, so pretty recent, and they were actually able to survey 3,000 CrossFit participants, and these were people that had engaged in CrossFit between 2013 and 2017, which is probably the, the period of time that CrossFit like really took off. Of that survey, 30% reported experiencing injuries related to their CrossFit training over the previous 12 months. So about 930 of the 3,000 said oh, in the past 12 months, I've received some sort of injury. And as you might expect doing some powerlifting lifting exercises, the shoulders were the number one at 39%. So 39% of the 30% said their injury related to their shoulder. 36% were back injuries, 15% were knees, 12% elbows, 11% wrists. And another thing that they looked at in this survey was how long were the people doing CrossFit before they obtained an injury. And most injuries, or I guess the greatest rate of injuries occurred with people who were doing CrossFit within their first year. So the greatest injuries occurred within the first year of participation of CrossFit. And the other interesting aspect was the greatest injuries occurred for those that participated in CrossFit three to five days per week. So those that only participated in CrossFit one to two days per week, their injuries were were not significant. Those that actually did CrossFit greater than five days a week had less than those that performed CrossFit three to five days a week. Interesting. So what they kind of gathered from that and what my thought is, is that you're at greatest risk when you're first learning the sport. Most people that are learning the sport that are getting into it in their first year are the ones that often get injured. You're still learning how to do movements. Um, you're trying to keep up with everybody else. And so you're more susceptible to injury. And then that three to five days a week, I don't, I don't really know how to explain that. I think that's pretty interesting that five and above received less injuries than those that did three to five days a week. And my only guess is that those are beginners or people that um yeah pe- people that are maybe just getting started out they're not like a consistent going five to six days a week like a like a CrossFit athlete is gonna do
1: yeah or maybe the people who are doing like training six to seven days Those could be I mean your elite athletes who you see at the games they are training six to seven days per week but they're extremely intentional about about what they do on a daily basis that they are very good at avoiding injuries And going back to kind of what you said about first year participation and injury rates, if you're looking for a CrossFit gym, or maybe if you're even at one now, it's really, really important to make sure that you know the coach is just well-versed in what they're doing, that they're just paying very good attention to, especially the newcomers, because as you're learning these movements, these are very technical movements. Some of them, such as snatching, extremely technical. Um, I'd say that's probably the, the most technical movement you're going to get in CrossFit. And if you're trying to do those, or if your coach is pushing you to do those at heavy weights when you're not ready for it, that's just a, that's a red flag that you don't want to push yourself beyond something that you know you're not ready for. And and hopefully your coach knows this. Hopefully your coach knows you well enough to where it's not going to push you into a dangerous area.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh that was something that they acknowledged in one of the studies I read. I I read. It was a 2016 study in the Journal of Sport Rehabilitation, which is also a peer reviewed journal, well respected. And they didn't survey CrossFit athletes, but they looked at studies that examined the rate of injuries in CrossFit versus studies that examined the rate of injuries in other sports like Olympic weightlifting, distance running, track and field, rugby, gymnastics, and there was no substantial difference between the two. Hmm. So the rate of injury between CrossFit and other forms of exercise and other sports are very similar. The reported incidences of injuries associated with CrossFit training programs um, were comparable or lower, actually, than those of like Olympic lifting, distance running. And they found that the injuries were more prevalent in cases where supervision was not always available to athletes. And maybe it's not surprising, but typically more with males. Because yeah, males are uh, males are less likely to seek supervision <laughs> and guidance and feedback, and so the rate of injury was was slightly higher with males.
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: having an
1: ego in CrossFit is <laughs> extremely dangerous, mainly because it's very easy to lead you to injury. So CrossFit is a group exercise training. So you are in a big group of people, anywhere you know from five to thirty people at a time, you're working out. and it's easy to see the net person next to you and have that push you to go harder, which is good. It's one of the the greatest things about CrossFit is that having that group environment, pushes you harder beyond what you think you could do alone. It's also very dangerous because if you are doing something like an overhead squat or a snatch and you see the person next to you putting on another five pounds on each side and you want to do that. You want to match them, but maybe you're not ready for that. You it's it's so much easier to tell yourself, like, yes, I'm going to go for it and hurt yourself. It's easy to kind of make unwise decisions in that group setting. You're you're kind of pressured into situations that you shouldn't be always doing
0: yeah absolutely i think that is something that i've struggled with is anytime i go to a gym i always look at the people next to me and like well okay maybe i should be doing a little more i can i can throw in some more weight i can throw this weight over my head and i can't and i sacrifice form and one of the interesting things about crossfit is i think it does attract competitive
1: type a alpha
0: personalities just the the kind of the masochism of it, of pushing yourself and keeping your body guessing attracts a certain type of people. And those are the type of people that are going to push themselves beyond a point that they should and sacrifice for mm-hmm. form. So therefore, they get hurt. Exactly. Um, I will, for anybody that actually wants to dig into the research, there, there was one interesting thing I came across uh, that I won't really get into too much detail, but there's a, a study that came out called Likelihood of Injury in Medical Care Between CrossFit and Traditional Weightlifting Participants. And what this suggested was that the rate of injury was was higher in CrossFit versus traditional weightlifting participants. CrossFit, I think this was actually in 2019, beginning of 2019, CrossFit sent a letter asking for them to retract the study because if you actually dig into it, one of their citations was referencing a study that had been retracted due to fraudulent data. Mm -hmm. And then another study that they cited didn't agree with the conclusions that they made in the study. So that's one thing when you're looking at studies. Just because they cite a study doesn't mean that their summary of the study is accurate, and that's what happened here. They basically summarized the study inaccurately. Yeah. I feel like that's
1: a very common thing you'll see in research. And since we've been doing a lot more research with the start of this podcast, diving into like scientific studies and looking at the sources used to cite that study, a lot of time or not a lot of times, but it's not uncommon for them to basically draw a conclusion from a study that was drawing the opposite conclusion or they will take just a little sentence from that study and use it to make their point when the results of that study were the opposite of what they're trying to make. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's good so you got, yeah, you got to be careful with that. So uh, that has yet to be retracted, but I actually did look into the citations, and one of the studies fraudulently—I don't know if it was fraud means it's intentional. I don't know if it was intentional. Erroneously, I should say, indicated that more people dropped out of the study due to injuries than they actually did. They said that 50 people dropped out and like only nine people dropped out, something like that. So uh, anyway, that's one big study that's out there that you may see if you want to dig into the research, just keep an eye open for that study. So I think the conclusion is no, rates of injuries occur at a similar rate in terms of like injury per thousand hours as other sports. However, I think... Like you had mentioned, the nature of CrossFit may increase the likelihood of injuries for certain type of people based on the the volume and intensity of the sport, bad technique. Not everybody has the muscle endurance to, to get through a wad with good quality. They may have poor mobility. So it's really, it is a team thing, but it is important to be aware of your own body and your own weaknesses before you just jump into it. Yeah, there's just because it covers so many different areas,
1: there are so many different movements that you do in CrossFit. And if you are new to maybe working out in general, maybe this is the first time you've kind of stepped foot in a gym, or maybe you haven't done uh, sports growing up, going into CrossFit can be overwhelming just because there are so many different movements, but it's important to take your time to learn every movement, learn the form, learn the technical movements before, Throwing heavy weights on or throwing any weights on at all, because the reason most people—if you ask someone why they're doing CrossFit—they're saying to to do it healthier, to live longer, to live long enough to see my grandkids. That's going to be ninety percent of the answers you hear. So most people are doing it for longevity. And if you're doing CrossFit for longevity, then the things that you're doing on a daily basis—you need to kind of think through that and think like, is this something that's going to like I'm going to be able to do into my eighties um, and scale accordingly. Like we're not looking at a, if you look on a graph, we're not looking for you to be, go from, you know, zero to 10 in one year. We're looking for you to go f- from zero to eight over, you know, 60 years. It's a very, very slow, gradual incline that we're not looking for people who are doing it for longevity. You're not looking for this, these huge increases, and weights, these huge increases in reps and reps in a huge decreases in time, we're looking for a very gradual increase over a long period of time. So you can keep doing these
0: movements and doing them healthy without getting injured. Right, right. And I think going into CrossFit specifically, you just need to be aware of that. Like when people go running, I think they assume it's going to take me some time to build up or, or reduce my mile time. But I think going into CrossFit, it's, it's unique in the way that the workouts are structured like time-based wads may potentially increase the likelihood of injury for people that are not used to it or don't work their way up to it because you are given this certain amount of time and you have to pump out as many reps as you can in x amount of time so you just go 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 i gotta squeeze in one more rep and you get fatigued and then towards the end of it you you're barely doing it with correct form I see that all the time
1: um, in gyms that I've been to is that, yeah, at near when there's 30 seconds left, people are going to pick up a very heavy deadlift bar and crank out reps as heavy as possible with their back curled with terrible form. Yeah. And that's when injuries occur. Like, I know you want to get the reps in. It's important. That's what makes you fit is because you're doing all this work in a small amount of time, but it is not beneficial to sacrifice form over reps. It's always important to keep form your the form on your first rep should be the exact same form on your 100th rep there yep. should be zero change in your form and i think going into crossfit with that mindset i think that alone would decrease uh, eliminate most of the injuries just focusing on form on every last rep
0: yeah and it's hard it's hard when you're around to people that are cheering you on and You all want to do better. You want to improve yourself, which is great, but Mm -hmm. understand it at the cost of of not maintaining form. Yes. So why don't you give me a rundown of like your experience with CrossFit and and the whole injury debate?
1: Yeah. So I've actually learned a lot about this this year, unfortunately, (laughs) because I've been I started doing CrossFit in 2016 and just with uh, at the time I was a student and then I moved into a job that was very time demanding. So with, since 2016, I haven't done it straight since then. There's been, you know, two, three month periods where I had to stop, start back up. So it's kind of been, you know, it's been on and off for since 2016. Uh, Fortunately, this year, since um, beginning of May, it's been, you know, every every day, but five to six days a week since May consistently, which is been great you definitely feel different when you are consistent with it but life happens you can't always be you have kids you have things going on where you can't always be consistent but try as hard as you can to be consistent Um, with that so I had not gotten injured at all throughout my first uh, 2016 through beginning of 2019 I stayed injury free and I was always fairly smart with um going into workouts and and keeping good form. You and I were both springboard divers, so form to us is is the number one attribute of a sport. So Absolutely. having that background was very beneficial for CrossFit. So I always kept form in mind. Um but I did experience my first injury, pretty significant injury, beginning of this year. And this was when I was working extremely long hours. Uh, this was in the winter of this year, so I think it happened in January. I was working, you know, seventy-eight hour weeks, and I have a gym out in my garage where I wanted to stay consistent. I was determined to, t- to determined to stay consistent throughout the busy time. So I'd wake up at four thirty, workout before work, um, but I it would always be a very quick workout because I didn't have much time. And out in the garage, it's. <laughs> cold in the winter here in the midwest so the garage could be 30 to 30 40 degrees in the winter so i would not spend much time warming up i would do workout and that was about it if i sometimes i wouldn't even warm warm up at all just get out there do the workout you're done no no warm up no cool down um no mobility no rolling out nothing i, d- I didn't have time for that or i didn't think i i didn't really have time for it but I did the workout instead. So this led to a shoulder injury, um, that I developed with just doing things like pull-ups, kipping, pull-ups in particular, doing that without warming up and without being ready for it. So I got, it's called a slap tear in my left shoulder. That's what it was at least diagnosed as I, and in order to fix that, you have to go through surgery. You can live with it, but you have to just be very smart about it. And I've been able to live with it this far without surgery, fortunately. So I, starting in February, I started just doing physical therapy exercises on that shoulder. Like just on your own or with a therapist? Uh, I did these on my, uh, I got some recommended like exercises from when I went and got the diagnosis originally so you did some of those exercises and th- the reason this injury happened was was for one i wasn't warming up my body wasn't ready to do these movements you need to get the blood flowing first you need to get the, the muscles ready to work but i went right into these movements so that's the, the, my one uh one of my issues the second was that i was doing movements that i was not meant to do at that time so i was uh, the workout where this happened was actually Murph. It was a weekend mm-hmm. in January. It was beautiful weather outside and I just wanted to do Murph. It was, it was a good weekend <laughs> for it. So madman. man, it was that workout actually that, that destroyed the shoulder. It was skipping pull-ups and it was cause I did, I was doing a bunch of reps of push ups and pull-ups and I had not work, been working out well during the winter with my work schedule. So Mm -hmm. my muscles were not built up for that. Um, and I was pushing myself to do these movements at very higher reps when I wasn't ready for it. So that's what caused it. And I've been able to slowly and gradually improve the muscles around that tear to where now I can do. I'm almost at 100% to where I was before the tear happened. Oh, that's good. So it's been a very long journey to get there, but. It's, I'd say about like 90 to 95%. Well, it's been worth, it's
0: been worth it, right? I mean, taking the time to do what you need to do to heal it uh, is going to help you in the long run. Yeah.
1: And I think it's good to note that when you do get injured, it's easy for people to be like, okay, I'm just going to take time off. Like if you, no matter what it is, it could be something small. It could be, you know, you twisted your ankle and people are like, I'm just going to take some time off. It'll heal. Like, no, that's not, I mean, it depends what type of injury it is, but generally that's not going to heal it alone usually for the first few days you need to obviously stay off it and it depends on what type of injury it is and all but you need to strengthen that muscle or that tear up and the muscles around it too yes because that's probably what caused it in the first place the muscles around it were not strong enough and something snapped but if you get injured you need to keep working out keep moving if you can't move your arm move your legs like do something keep the blood yeah, keep flowing. The, yeah
0: blood flowing to that muscle so that it can actually heal that was what was very helpful
1: for me was to not, I, I did initially took, take a week off to just reduce inflammation. I did like Epsom salt soaks, some icing, right. just, you know, run of the mill things. And after that, I, I got back to it, just gradually increased over time.
0: Okay. And are you a part of a CrossFit gym in Indy? I am. Yeah. So I do, I go to a gym here.
1: Um, it depends. I haven't been going too often lately. It's a little bit far for us. It's like a 30 minute drive.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a, but,
1: hike. uh, we'll go there every so often. And then other days I'll just stay out in the garage and work out.
0: Okay. So you do a little mix of both. Yeah, I do a mix of both,
1: which I, I really like being in the gym. Cause you do have that. You really miss the atmosphere out in the garage when you're by yourself. And I really, I really like that part of it. So I enjoy going because you, you do feel like you get a better workout, you get the community and it really pushes you just to, to
0: do well in a workout. Right. Yeah. I think that's where I have messed up CrossFit. So I've never actually been a part of a gym, you know, when I first moved down to to Charlotte and I guess even now it's just, um, it's just like expensive and Katie and I like working out together and she's not into CrossFit. So uh, I kind of built a home gym in my garage, which technically I've never been trained. A lot of gyms require you to go through like a foundations course where they show you the movements. Now I've, I've been coached before, like when I visit a gym or when I go up to Fort Wayne, you know, I'll typically go to go into the CrossFit gym, I don't know, three or four days if I'm there for a week. And so the coaches will work with me on some movements, but I don't, ever get consistent coaching and I never have. So I've like watched videos and even recorded myself in slow motion doing some stuff, but it's different. You know, I've, I've never been able to have somebody tell me at home when I'm doing these workouts, here's what you're doing wrong. Here's where you can improve. And whenever I do a workout, I'm just, I'm always trying to push myself so I don't know if I've ever had like a I can't narrow down an injury because I've never uh, I've never had a doctor look at it but when I was doing these a lot of like weights in the garage with no coaching I would consistently feel pain in my uh, like the outside of my elbow uh, I would always get pain there and I and I did do some like therapy exercises to heal it but that would always take me like 10- 15 minutes to you know to get it warmed up where I wouldn't hurt and I would always try to rush through a workout since I'm not at a gym right now I've pretty much like backed off most of the weights certain weights like I know how to do the form and primarily just do wads that involve like body weight like box jumps like I can do double unders you know pull-ups push-ups I can do kettlebell wall balls the things that things really the olympic lifts that's essentially what I eliminate because those are very technical and if you do them wrong you can hurt yourself
1: yeah if you don't have the coaching or like the the knowledge to do those lists you are better off probably avoiding them altogether because if you're not doing them correctly you're going to hurt yourself at some point
0: i mean it, it's a little disappointing because you know you have the open and you want to do these these workouts <laughs> so perfect example of this i was trying to do 20.2 i did 20.2 before that, I hadn't done any Olympic lifts in probably like two months. All I had done was like body weight stuff, and of course, I saw I saw your your time, your results, and I was like, "All right, well, I can get, I, I can't remember what you got." This find.
1: is this is what thrusters, yeah, double
0: unders and toes to bar, right? I think that's what it was. I think. It was I, like I know there, it had thrusters in it because okay. that's where I screwed myself up. <laughs> so I was just like, "All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bust through it." <laughs> and I was doing the thrusters wrong, probably. And I was able to get through the workout. But ever since then, I mean, this was several weeks ago. My my left knee has just been jacked up mm-hmm. yeah. ever since that workout. And, you know, I, I backed off and then I got a little antsy. And I was like, all right, I, c- I can do thrusters. I'll be fine. But my form started breaking down. I know at least I think I started out doing them fine. But halfway through, I got fatigued. I didn't have a coach there to teach me and let me know that my form was getting worse and uh i ended up hurting my knee so i'm still recovering from that
1: Mm. yeah see just like one decision like that can just kind of screw you over for like a a very long period of time so just be smart don't don't you want to push yourself in appropriate ways don't push yourself in dangerous ways
0: right yeah and now it's like now i'm going back to the body weight stuff and my knee's still giving me problems yeah and if i had all because i wanted to to get a certain number of, I like set a goal for myself, which is good. Like that's important to do, but not at, not at the cost of hurting yourself. Right. So what I basically decided is that if I'm going to do any Olympic lifting, uh, I need to make sure I'm at a gym with a coach. Yeah.
1: Right. Or just be very intentional about it. Be very careful with it to start with just the barbell, you know, right. If you're doing it by yourself, do just the barbell until take videos of yourself, just until you know, you have good form.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really cut back the weights. Yeah, so I guess this leads
1: into kind of our recommendation, which we've kind of been providing some throughout this, but yeah, form over reps is, is big. That's a huge one. I think the other thing, which the other thing that really has helped me, this is what helped me kind of overcome this injury and get to where I am now is what you do before and after a workout. So I learned this the hard way because I did not do anything before after the workout. I was doing just the workout, and it resulted in injury. But what you have, what you do before and after the workout, has maybe the greatest effect on longevity in the sport or in the you know fitness protocol. Mm-hmm. So I always now, even if say I'm I'm scrunched on time, I will not decrease my warm up or cool down those the the time spent on those is always going to be the same it's the workout that i'm going to adjust
0: that's good so don't make your don't make your cool down and your warm up the the fill right exactly that's like you're
1: better you're better off doing a warm up and then going right down to a cool down calling it a day than if you were just to go out there and you know rip off 10 snatches that your body's not ready for
0: right yeah that's that's really great advice uh form i mean form is really everything that's how a lot of these injuries occur is form so if you don't know the right form you know utilize a coach to the best you can is it it is expensive so if you can't you know join a gym i mean you can go in and take the foundations course or maybe go in one day a week to learn how to use the right form and if you are at a gym like ask for critique it's easy to just yes. go in there And it it is when you're around all these, you know, muscular people who are pros and better than you, it is, I don't know, I guess it's a little humbling to go up and ask for critique or or cut back weights, or it can feel that way, but that's what's going to reduce injury. So ask for critique. Don't be afraid to ask for help and use a weight that you can keep good form, even if you're fatigued. Yeah. Yep. Leave the ego at the door
1: you're most people doing this are in this for the long run realize that at the time in your workout you want to be doing this into your 80s into your 90s you don't want
0: to get injured and have to call it quits at 30 right and don't be afraid to personalize like if you're prone to injury in a certain area or you know your muscles are 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 weaker in a certain area and and an olympic lift is going to stress that too much be careful modify you know don't go in and assume that you have to do the rx the prescribed workout Um, modify if it's going to prevent injury yeah yeah like we said before modifications that's one of my favorite things
1: about crossfit you can be a 20 year old or an 80 year old and still go do the same workout and just cater it to yourself yeah all right well we'll end it there we will be back with more fitness episodes in the future um we hope you enjoyed